The widespread Rogers outage on Friday caused panic for 911 services and major trouble for retailers and transit operators. Could this be a sign that a monopoly of telecommunication companies might not be the best for our country and for customers? Do we need more competition by service providers? Joining us is Vas Bednar, the executive director of McMaster's University's Program of Public Policy. Good morning, Vas. Good morning. How are you? Great. Okay, let's talk about this massive outage that happened for Rogers and all of its customers. Friday left a lot of people feeling, quite frankly, powerless, didn't it? I think powerless is a good word. Also, just the uncertainty, right? It took us so long to really get a sense of why this was happening. And I think people were really shocked, not with the fact that there was an outage. I mean, to a certain extent, outages are are going to be a reality of any complex system. But the the scale and duration of this outage definitely set it apart from anything else Canada's ever experienced. Yeah, and a lot of customers were going, is this even allowed to happen? And could this happen again? Where did this leave customers? Well, you know, in terms of customers that were were with directly with Rogers, we might see we see people getting some modest compensation offered to them on their bill. Um, Some people might be switching away. But I really think the event, and I've actually been using the term emergency, right, in terms of how some people were disconnected and the services we lost, the event, it's, it's about more than just Rogers. So first of all, it probably could have happened to any of the large uh, telecommunications providers in Canada. I actually feel kind of badly for the company that they've become a bit of a punching bag in this regard. If we zoom out, it's really an opportunity to reflect on the structures and systems that we have and whether they're really able to serve the public interest properly. And I think that's what consumers, customers, Canadians are really caring about now. And you see that passion coming through, at least in the online chatter that I'm consuming. Yeah, a lot of Canadians aren't aware of the fact that we pay notoriously high rates for mobile phone services when you look at us compared to other places around the world. Ours is one of the highest. And as power has come to be held by fewer and fewer companies in communications here, it seems competition is narrow and consumers are losing choice in the matter. How many, I mean, we can't, I'm sure we can't nail a number, but uh, how many customers do you think would would consider switching providers over this percentage-wise? Honestly, I would say who cares about people switching providers because it doesn't solve that problem that you just pointed to, which is choice, right? And we have policymakers actively trying to improve the terms of competition in our telecommunication system. This is a system that evolved over time that ends up being kind of very, I'll say, Frankensteinian, not the official policy term. Um, But just this May, uh, I said, the Minister of Innovation, Science and Economic Development, they have a new proposed policy direction. And that's to the CRTC, which also regulates telecommunications, of course, alongside the Competition Act, to put in place new rules to improve competition, leading to lower prices and better services. So really the goal here, lower prices, better services for Canadians. And I don't think we're going to get that just because of that outage, though temporarily we may see competitors offering, you know, initial discounts to people to port them over to reduce the uh, pain or the switching cost of getting away from Rogers. But again, it doesn't solve that 
bigger problem, that competition, that lack of competitive intensity in Canada. Yeah, if you surveyed uh, social media forums on Friday, they were not very kind to Rogers across the board. Uh, People did have sympathy, though, for people working at Rogers customer service, for sure. I saw a lot of that. But, um, you know, I think people also began to wake up to this idea of privatization and of government regulation and thinking about how it applies to other parts of our lives. Do you think that what happened on Friday is enough for people to take any kind of uh, action in terms of pushing government leaders to do more? I think it is. I, I think it's very much a tipping point. I think the lack of competition in Canada is kind of reaching a crescendo, uh, you know, uh, accelerated by this inflationary period where people are more price sensitive than ever. We're really looking at Why do things cost the way they do? Why are certain prices going up? What's the difference between what's profit and what's inflation? And our our lack of competition or our oligopolist uh, nature for telecommunications has long been a feature of Canada. You sometimes hear the joke, I don't even know why I'm repeating it. It's not that funny, but that Canada has three telecommunications companies and a trench coat, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think people are from this, you know, craving more and better competition. I also think as Canadians, as a source of pride, what happened on Friday is kind of embarrassing for the country, right? You know, in terms of how how this paralyzed us and how kind of fragile or the lack of resiliency in that system. So I am hopeful. I am optimistic. And the challenge with telecom, of course, is it's a really uh, complex space when you get into the nitty gritty and into the weeds. But I think for the average person, and I'll put myself in that category for sure, you don't need to be deep in those weeds to be somebody that can help reshape, reimagine, have better or bigger ideas for this space. And there's a lot of ideas that have sort of been policy ideas that have been on a shelf for quite some time that we might see kind of uh, renewed with new energy. That's exciting, too. Okay, Vass, and you did mention modest compensation. Uh, what about broader accountability for the outage? We heard a, a brief Rogers apology, but should their profit margins take more than just a tiny pinch? Well, I'm glad you're bringing up profit margins. I mean, these are private companies that are all of them, right? Rogers, Bell, tell us others, their, their primary responsibility is to return value to shareholders, Right. So we know that these firms collected together. So, again, just to make this less about Rogers, more about the sector, they collected more than two hundred and forty million dollars from Canada's wage subsidy program in the pandemic. And then Bell and Telus, just to point to some other companies here, raised shareholder payouts. Right. They didn't raise wages for people. They didn't lower rates for people. Not that, you know, the two hundred forty million would have gone that far. What we're really, I think, talking about here is that fundamental disconnect. The role of the Internet and cellular services in our lives has changed. It's become embedded in the fabric of our everyday lives. You need it if you want to participate in society. It is not a nice to have. It is a need to have now. So why is it only provided by private actors? Can they really put our best interests forward? Long way of saying you're starting to see more people remind us of of some public options or maybe there's a stronger role for the state here. 
Yeah, Vass, earlier you did mention that it was embarrassing, and quite frankly, it was. It was embarrassing Mm -hmm. that the entire country could be brought to its knees for a day, basically, in terms of all of our communication and commerce. Uh, People were stuck not being able to make phone calls, but they also couldn't buy things, and businesses lost tons of money. So you're right to call it embarrassing. Do we know if this has happened to this extent in other major countries? I know a couple of people have brought up that either a couple of years ago or last year, there was a Rogers outage, but not on the scale of of this sort. I'm not aware of a comparable uh, telecommunications blackout. Doesn't mean it it hasn't existed. And I love the question. I'll I'll try to take a look. Um, But it did. Friday really made me think of, uh, I'm sorry, this is a very uh, Western reference, but the the 2003 blackout, North, North, uh, East blackout, Mm. um, And people have sort of fond memories of that, like eating ice cream before it melted, chatting with your neighbors because it was dark inside. Huge differences now between 2003, though. That was five years before the App Store started. Yeah. You know, it was a big deal if you had a cell phone, if at all, and camera phones were kind of new. Again, it's a different economy, a different world. And I think that prompts us rethinking, again, how these systems fit into that. I mean, maybe maybe the the source of pride will be this was like the largest and longest outage. Um, and we can try to make it a positive, not a negative. I'm being a bit of a jokester uh, there. Stretching a little but bit I'm there, Vass. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time this morning and for your for your perspective. Thanks for having me. Talk later. Bye.